On today's episode of the Living Magically podcast, we are looking at the element fire, how to make time for magic, and discovering more about the herb Angelica. and welcome to the Living Magically podcast. I am Dee, your host, and this is episode three. So I don't know how you guys are. I hope that you're all well. Um, Currently, I am still in January lockdown as this episode is being recorded on the 29th of January, Um, but you probably won't be listening to it until the middle of February. So um, goodness knows what life will be like by that point. But for me at the moment, I'm still stuck indoors. Um, And it is getting a bit of a pain. Um, You know, this has been going on a long time now. I'm sure I don't have to tell you guys because we all all know and we're all feeling it. But um, it's been a very long January. I feel like we're on day 159th rather than day 29th. So, um, yeah, and I think also, I don't know if anyone can relate here, but I do struggle um, with my mental health and I find January is the hardest month of the year for me because you get less sunlight, it's cold and dark, you know, I'm normally running around, you know, doing all crazy stuff in the December for um, Yule and for Christmas for the family, so then when it gets to January, it's all a bit gloomy. So adding the lock, you know, the lockdown onto that, it's all been a bit much, hasn't it? But we will be okay. We'll just keep doing what we're doing, and I'm sure that we will get through to the other side. Also, on a different note, what do you think this sounds like, guys? I have got a new microphone, and I'm really, really hoping that it sounds better than it did. Because for episodes one and two, I was using my um, phone to record the podcast like on an app. So it's just using the uh, microphone that's in, built into the phone. Um, and it wasn't coming across that great. But I didn't want to you know, spend money that I don't have if I wasn't even going to enjoy doing the podcast. So I needed to see what it was like. And then the other day, I stumbled across an extraordinary deal on Amazon where I managed to get an insanely cheap microphone um, and it was reduced, but it still wasn't, you know, you can get microphones that are hundreds and hundreds of pounds. So I thought, well, I'll give it a go and and just see. Um, So I'm hoping that it sounds better than it did. I'd love it if you guys could get in touch and let me know. Just drop me a message to say, hey, yes it sounds better than it did or i can't tell a difference or go back to using your phone (laughs) give me some advice guys so i know if i'm on the right track or not um but i'll just carry on using this um you know as long as it sounds okay um until i get to a point that i have a few more funds and i can invest in some better equipment so hopefully it sounds better than it was um and hopefully you can all listen comfortably and i'm not um you know coming across badly on the um airwaves so let's get to the point of the show the main theme for today's show is the element fire so 
there is um, five elements in Wicca because you're looking at you look at the pentacle or the pentagram, which has five points, and each point represents one of the elements, and they are earth, fire, water, air, and spirit. So um, they're really important, um, you know, parts of nature um, and parts of being a human that we draw on every day without even realizing it and we don't often think about how important and amazing these elements actually are they can be used um, to keep close open your circle um, you can do elemental magic where you draw on those elements um, so they, it's very much a part of wicca um, and witchcraft so i thought it'd be good to do um, a few episodes about each of these elements um, to pass on a bit of information and see what you guys think so we're going to be kicking that off today with fire okay so we're going to start by thinking about what fire actually is and what it means to us um just sort of generally really so fire is something that i guess we kind of take for granted because we've always had it i mean there would have been a time at some point in the past where people didn't um have fire goodness knows how they you know managed to survive without it although they still had the fire from the sun of course because the sun, uh, being a star, is literally a huge ball of fire um, and has to be the ultimate power source when it comes to um, anything to do with fire, really. So, um, of course, they had they would have had that. But um, and also I find it interesting to think how they discovered the fact that they could make fire. Um, there's so many old sort of fables and stories and things about, you know, from different cultures, different religions about how we we ended up, uh, us humans ended up with fire, um, but I guess we'll never really know um, for sure, unless we can sort out some time travel or something and go back and find out. So um, yeah, but it's important because without the sun um, giving us heat, we wouldn't um, be able to survive. It would be very, very cold without any sunlight warming up the planet. And sunlight also, the warmth from that sun also, um, you know, feeds the planet with, helps plants grow, trees, and helps everything. You know, it's a massively important part of the uh, atmosphere. And in smaller parts, if you think about fire, we use fire to cook with. Um, we use it to heat our homes. Well, we did before gas central heating. Um, we use fires to celebrate as well because we'll have bonfire night where we'll all have fires and burn the guy. Um, you know, people have bonfires at beach parties, on the beaches for beach parties, and um, people have very become very popular now actually is fire pits in people's gardens. That's sort of really come on over the last couple of years. Um, and they're all kind of social as well, those sort of things, aren't they? You have enough, everybody gathering around the bonfire to roast their marshmallows um, or everyone sitting, like the family all sitting around the fire pit at night in the garden. Um, so it's kind of 
sort of it kind of makes you feel a bit more homely I guess in some ways um, and of course in the past people would use a half fire to heat their homes and um, they would be very important that they kept them going because obviously if they didn't then they were going to be absolutely frozen so um, they would normally make sure that their half fire in the room either the kitchen or the living room depending on where they spent most of their time would always be well um, you know well cared for and kept going um, now that we don't have um, well some people still do but not very many people have um, half fires anymore so I guess now we could say that our ovens in our kitchens are kind of like the same sort of symbol as the half fire it's it's where we cook our food it's where the family normally gathers to eat together um, so you can pay tribute to the um, fire element by placing a candle on top of your um, oven or stove and uh, lighting it um, as a sort of symbol to the half fire so you can start to see when you start to think about it how important this um, element is however on the flip side it can be extremely dangerous and it can take lives it is unpredictable you know fires they get out of control um, and they're not easily maintained once they've gone crazy um, and, and grown they consume everything in their path don't they they um, I don't care what it is they're going to eat it up and it's going to be gone it's going to be burnt so it can cause a lot of pain you know um, so you have to be careful of fire as well um, and you know especially if you are practicing witchcraft then the likelihood is you're going to be lighting a lot of candles um, so you'll be using fire a lot you might be having bonfires in the garden um, or your fire pits you can have candles everywhere you might be lighting your incense you know there's going to be a lot of fire going on so you need to be extremely careful and wary and make sure that you do not end up accidentally setting fire to your actual homes because that would be absolutely awful so that's just a word of caution but you can so you can see this fire is very important to keeping you know mankind alive but it also has that double-edged sword that it could um, destroy us in some ways as well so it's kind of a bit of a like a light and dark kind of thing that it's got going on there um, when you want to think about fire it's different for different people so for me if I think about fire my initial thoughts when I think of a fire is coziness like I like the idea of you know pulling a blanket around me and warming in front of a fire it makes me feel really cozy and warm and like homely and that's probably based on my experience of growing up as a young girl I um, lived with my great nana for a few couple of years and she lived in a very old house in the countryside which didn't have gas central heating or anything like that that had the half fire so that would be we'd, we'd sit in her kitchen with the half fire on um, and that kind of would be like my cozy home and that's the a feeling that's gone with me um, some of you might first your, some of you might have different experiences so your first thought of fire could be pain or danger or destruction depending on the experiences that you've had in your life so obviously um, you know depending on who you are and what you've lived 
that's going to have an effect on how you actually feel now about your relationship with fire. Okay, so I've got some correspondence for the fire element. For those of you that are interested, um, there's quite a lot of information that I'm not going to tell you. So don't worry if you can't remember it all because you can just pop over to my blog where I have a blog post with all of this information written in it. Um, and there's even a free printable for um, people who like to print out sheets to make up their book of shadows. So you can easily pop over to the blog and do that. So in terms of fire element correspondence, I have the cardinal position, which is south and the pentacle position is lower right. Um, that's in, uh, good to know if you are using um, the elements to open circles um, and close circles. It has a time associated with it which is 12 noon, which kind of makes sense because that is when the sun is normally at its most powerful and highest in the sky. And the planets that are associated with this, um, with fire are Mars and the Sun. Star signs um, associated with fire are Aries, Leo and Sagittarius. And then the chakras are the solar plexus and sacral. The tarot that um, corresponds with fire is wands. Although I know that different tarot cards have different symbols and I think some may have swords instead. And then the corresponding colours are red, orange, yellow, gold and white. And of course the season is summer. And then the animals associated with fire are the snake, fox, lion, and then we have the mythical dragon and the phoenix. So for crystals, um, you have certain crystals that are associated with fire. So if you ever doing a spell and it calls for a fire crystal. These will be the uh, crystals it's talking about. And they are Ruby, Agate, Fire Opal, Volcanic Lava Stone, Carnelian, <laughs> Carnelian? Carnelian. Apologies, I'm terrible at pronouncing things. Garnet. Red Jasper. Blood. And eye. Just a side note, when we're talking about these crystals, I'm not saying that you need every single crystal that I just listed. Um, these are just the ones that are known to be fire crystals. So you'd be you know, probably good to have one of them. 
um, so that if you needed a fire crystal, you'd have one. But you don't have to get one of each because that could be extremely expensive if you wanted, you know, one of every crystal that's known to man. Because for each element, there's crystals, you know, that are associated with them. For different spells, they require different things. Crystals all do different things. So there's an, a ridiculous amount of crystals that you could end up wanting to get. And of course, we'd all like to have all of them, but um, it all costs money doesn't it guys and I don't want anyone to ever feel bad that they haven't got you know so much stuff because you can make do and you can use things instead of other things you know you can like um substitute things there's always a way and I'd never want anyone to feel bad about their financial position um or feel that that stops them from <clears throat> living a magical life excuse me um, so I just thought I'd add that that side note in there. So then um, for corresponding herbs and incense for fire, we have basil, cinnamon, juniper, cardamom, nettle, onion, red peppers, Thistle, poppies, cacti, coffee, and cloves. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got a really tickly throat and I sound really croaky. I do not know what is wrong with me. <clears throat> so, when you are using um, the elements to... Um, to make your circle before you do your spells you draw on each of the elements so you need a representation of each element on your altar so this is a list of altar representations that you can have to represent fire so you can use any colored candle you can use a wand a um, picture or an ornament of the sun, a lamp, a fire crystal, a lighter, or a, a Femi. Now, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct. This is what Google is telling me um, is the right pronunciation. So do let me know if I'm saying it wrong. But it is a ritual knife that is used um, in witchcraft. So um, that is the altar representation. I just paused myself there because I was just thinking um, on a side note about my pronunciations of words and I was just thinking how if you come from a long line of um, you know Wiccans or witches um, then you will or you have friends you know that are into such things then you can pick up on how to pronounce things very easily because you hear other people say them um, because I'm a solitary witch and I am yet to make any connections in the real world with um, any other um, pagans or Wiccans or witches, mainly due to 
lockdown has stopped me from being able to get out there and connect with people. Um, it can be hard sometimes when I'm looking at words and I'm thinking, I just do not know how to pronounce that word. So I do apologise if I don't always say things the correct way. Um, what I normally do if I'm unsure on anything is I get Google to um, pronounce it for me on the phone. Um, but then obviously I'm only as reliable as Mr. Google is. So um, hopefully that's right. It just sounds it sounds strange to me. Um, Affirmy. Um, but maybe that is wrong. So let me know, guys, so I know if I'm saying the right word or not. But um, okay, back to fire. So I was just talking about how you can um, use the different fire representations um, for when you're doing your magic, um, and I wanted to now talk about how you can connect yourself with the element of fire. Particularly if you're new to um, spell it spells and using the elements, um, or maybe you've been doing it a while, but you feel it might, you might have lost a bit of your connection with fire. Then I've got some ideas for how you can get that connection back. You need to be connected to fire to be able to draw on its energy and power. Um, you know, for when you're doing your magics and things. So. Um, one good thing is to think about the sun, because like I said earlier, um, the sun is a, is a huge ball of fire. So it's really good to know where it rises and sets in relation to your home and your garden. Does it rise at the front and then move around to the back? Um, or is it like, does it rise on the side of your house, so that both the front and the um, back garden of getting sunlight um, throughout the day. You know, what happens as it moves around? What are those times of the day that it's moving? And also, what sort of shadows have you got going on in your garden? You know, is your garden or your home or your rooms of your house, um, is your home very much sort of shadowed by um, other buildings or trees or things? That are stopping you getting the actual sunlight rate, you know, the actual sun rays coming in to a room in your house or to a part of your garden. Making a note of that and being mindful of of where it all, you know, what's happening with the sun is a great way to connect with fire, and it's also really useful um, for your mag any magic that you're doing that might require you to do something that needs sunlight or needs you to do something on the you know on the east or the west or what have you well the sun always rises on the east so that's going to help you know which way you know is north and all of that so when you're doing things that require directions that will help you with that too and you could note it down in your book of shadows or you might have a separate journal that you note different bits down on or you could you know have an online um file that you keep your magical um, notes in but I think it's especially if you spend like um, a few days tracking the sun then it will give you a really good insight into how the sun acts in relation to your home and also if you're planning on doing any gardening um, and growing any herbs then that would also help you with that because you'd better tell where in the garden is best to plant based on how much sunlight comes into the garden 
So it is a really useful um, thing to do. Um, another idea is to also, you could get up if you can, um, you know, if you've not got things that are going to stop you from doing so, because I know we all have very busy lives and caring responsibilities um, and perhaps disabilities of our own or what have you. But if you could get up and watch the sunrise each day for just for like a week, um, especially even better if you could be outside watching the sunrise because you'll be able to feel the warmth of the sun as it gradually gets higher in the sky. Um, that would be a lovely way to reconnect with the fire element. Then in terms of um, candles or bonfires, you could light a fire pit or a bonfire or just a candle, doesn't matter how big or small it is, and then just sit and study the way that the flames move, um, how they dance and flicker and sometimes spit um, and crackle. You can listen to the burning noises of the flames and really sort of tone in, tune into what's going on there. Um, put your hands near, don't burn yourselves, put your hands near to feel that warmth. So you're really in sort of attuning your body into what's happening with those flames. That would be a great way to um, connect. And then I read something the other day which said that a great way to connect to um, fire is to do something that ignites the fire in you. And their suggestions that they were talking about was to either exercise, have sex, or do something that scares you. And then I thought, if you did all of that, what they didn't say, which I thought they should have said, is that if you're going to do that, then you should then reflect back on how that how you felt about it and how that made you feel to you know better connect with the element um or you could also set up your altar um to honor the fire element for a couple of weeks um and you could just use some items from the altar representation list that i gave you just now um to so that the altar is um you know sort of honoring fire and then spend a few minutes each day sitting at the altar and thinking about what fire means to you and your magical working. And that would be a nice way as well to connect to the fire. So there's quite a few things that you could do. You don't have to do all of them. You could just do one or two, or you might want to do everyone and really go full fire. Um, you know, it's, like I always say, magic is, and witchcraft and wicca it's all about your own personal journey and what works for you all i can do is give some advice of my opinions um, and hope that you know it's helpful if you have ideas that i haven't said then do let me know um like i said i want you guys to converse with me i want to know that you're out there listening and what you're thinking about it all <laughs>
experience being a flame so if you're up for it then you can get up and have a, a little dance around um, if not then you can just enjoy the music I got this track from purpleplanet.com and it's called Reach Out Wasn't that really fun? Oh, goodness me, got my heart going, I can tell you. Um, I hope that you enjoyed that. That was a really good, um, it's one of those songs where it just makes me want to move as soon as I hear it. So really lovely. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that, that was good. It's chime time. You may have noticed that the uh, sound there changed from the last couple of episodes. Um, let me know if you like this one better. Um, I think the, I like the last one that I was using because it was like literally somebody chiming with a, with a bell. But I think it was a bit too much and it sort of was a bit startling for some people. So I've gone for this one which is more after. Uh, so let me know your thoughts on whether you like the new Chime Time um, little jingle. But today we are talking about Angelica, which is a herb, um, a plant. So um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about this plant. So it is 
um, a member of the Parsley family and its correspondence are, um, it's, a, it's funnily enough, it's a fire um, element. Um, although it wasn't listed in any of the literature I read, but then when I read, um, when I was planning out fire as an element, but then when I read loads of stuff about Angelica, that came up as being a fire element, um, a fire herb. So that's um, a bit strange, but you can always add that to your list. And the planet that's associated with Angelica is the sun. Um, which makes sense if it's a, a fire, you know, related to the fire element. And the star sign that's associated with Angelica is Leo. So um, Angelica root is mostly known for being a very um, potent ingredient when it comes to protection healing and strength or courage so i was reading about how you can use this in your magic and um in terms of protection it's good to grow outside your home around the perimeter because it would it um protects the home and um wards off like any evil spirits or negative energy um, or alternatively you could sprinkle some of the dried root around the perimeter of your home or in the four corners of your, inside your home um, and that will do the same thing in terms of um, being a healer um, a healing plant one thing that's quite um, popular that I was reading is that you can use the herb in your bath and if you bathe with it, you have to bathe for at least 20 minutes um, with it, then you will get it will get rid of any hexes that are on you or any bad spells that anyone's tried to spell you with. And also if you've done, you know, if you've done something by accident when you've been doing a spell and it sort of backfired on you it will get rid of it it will get rid of all the negative stuff and leave you with positive um vibes so that's really good and then in terms of being good for strength or courage then if you if you carry it with you um it's meant to make sure that you um don't absorb any negative energy when you're out and also give you some courage and strength for any difficult things that you might be going through. That's just for, um, some examples of how you can use it. But because um, you know there's no real rules with wicker, you can really use it how you like. I mean, it's good to know because you might one day be thinking that you need to do a protection spell, and then now you think you can think, well, I know that Angelica is really good for protection, so I'm going to use that in the spell in some form you know you could um use it to um you could put an oil over a candle and then roll roll the candle in the um herb and um, for candle magic um or you might be making some kind of talisman 
or a potion. Um, you know, there's lots of things that you can do. Um, so it's good to know what these um, different herbs are sort of best at helping with. Um, if you are planning on doing anything where you're going to be eating or drinking the herb, um, it's best to consult a doctor first um, or you know some some medical practitioner because as far as I'm aware it's safe for consumption but I am not a doctor um, so I cannot um, you know be held responsible for any anything that went wrong with that especially if you haven't actually got the right herb that you thought you had um, because apparently it looks so similar to something that's quite poisonous um, so if you were getting it, picking it, you know, naturally, you would have to be really careful. And also, you know, people um, have allergies and things, different stuff. So it's always best to check and get proper medical advice before you actually consume any of these herbs um, internally. Um, and another thing I did read about was that you can use the smoke um, from incense um, of the angelica root to. Um, sort of exercise anything out of your home so if, if you feel like there's bad energy in your home you can use it um, you know to use the smoke to get rid of any of that bad energy and also if you meditate while um, breathing it you know by, while burning the incense um, in your room then it's supposed to help um, open your mind so that you can communicate better and receive messages and things um, so that's something that could be worth a try as well if it's something that you're interested in um, but that is all I have um, for this herb um, I hope you found that interesting and if you've got any questions or if you know something that I haven't mentioned then do get in touch and let me know So that brings us to the last part of the show and this time we are going to be talking about finding the time to do uh, witchcraft because life gets busy doesn't it and there is so much that you could do with this you know um, way of living that it can be a bit overwhelming particularly if you're in the early stages of finding your path um, you know there's moon rituals, there's um, the Sabbaths that celebrate with the win of the year, um, there is rituals that you can do for things like the Sabbaths, casting spells, crystal work, tarot reading, divination, um, this is just all off the top of my head, you know, so it, it is such um, you know a rabbit hole really once you get going, it's like it can be quite a lot and I particularly find that because I'm somebody who likes to have a go at everything and do a bit of this that, and the other um but I end up being like well when am I actually going to do all of this because I still have my you know family to spend time with and children to raise pets to look after home to keep um my blog to write my podcast to uh, make you know um homeschooling there's a lot going on as I'm sure there is for most of you guys that are listening too so it can be a bit overwhelming thinking how am I gonna make time to do all this so I would suggest that you start by thinking to yourself 
what it is that you want to achieve um like you know over the next few months or year or what have you you haven't got to be specific obviously it'll take you forever but what i mean by that is like you might be thinking well i definitely want to celebrate the sabbaths on the wheel of the year so then write down on your list celebrate the sabbaths um i want to really look into the full moon this year um or the moon phases this year so then you could write down to do moon phases make moon water and different things like that um or i want to cast at least one spell a month you know that kind of stuff but make a list of what you actually want to achieve but be realistic don't write down everything say to yourself what are the like most important things to me right now um now that's your starting point then to plan in those items so that you get something done so that would be my sort of biggest part of advice really um the other part is is the planning really because you know some people aren't keen on planning their days and things but i personally live by my planner if it's not in my planner it doesn't get done um so you know even if it's just a piece of paper and a pencil and you just make a list each day of you know priorities or what have you planning does really help you save time and make time for the important stuff um there's a really you know well-known quote um let me think what it is it's um a goal without a dream is just no, i can't go without a dream a goal without a plan is just a dream um and the, so those sort of things really resonate with me because i was like well i'm not going to make meet my goals if i don't actually plan um step actionable steps to get to that you know thing so in terms of the witchcraft um once you've got your list of the important stuff that you know you want to do then when you plan out your days or weeks you can make sure that you put some time in for those important parts of the craft and that's why i said you know don't write everything down that you're interested in because that's just going to be too much and it will overwhelm you but you can just put the things that you want to that are most important to you right now because you know after you've say for example you wanted to um you know learn more about moon phases make moon water and do rituals for the moon well if you've done that for a few months or maybe even a whole year of, of moon worshiping the moon and stuff then you might then feel that you know enough about that now but you you'd like to move on to something else um so then you can um you know make a plan for the next part of your journey so there's no right or wrong way but this is just a way that you might if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed it's a way to make it feel a bit easier and to make sure that you still get something done because sometimes when you have a, a million things running around in your head the ideas are there and you want to do all these different things um in terms of your spiritual journey but then you get overwhelmed by it. you don't know where to start and you have so much other stuff going on in your life that weeks can go by and you've not done anything that you wanted to do in terms of you know magic and um, wicker and stuff so i really can't sort of emphasize enough on the planning because that is going to help you so much um if you know exactly what you've got to do when you get up in the morning because you've got it written down in your list you know on your on your list in your panel what have you then you can just get on with it you haven't got to waste time thinking oh should i do this should i do that or what should i do first you know just get on with it and get it done and then that way you 
you can and you can also use your magic as like a, a reward as well for getting things done like if i get everything done on my list that i wanted to do today then that means that this evening i won't have anything to do so then i can you know have a ritual bath or i can do that spell bottle that i've been meaning to do so it's it's just a way of making sure that you do have a bit of time for yourself to you know do the things that you want to do that's part of your journey um so that you can move forward in your practice so i hope that that helped um just as a small nugget of um sort of inspiration hopefully to you guys and if you've got any more questions about the um you know managing your time or planning out your magic then do let me know um if it's something you'd like me to go into in more detail or what have you just let me know i promise you i will read any messages that you send i'll reply to them as well um any voice messages that come to me will be played on the show i'm um, not somebody that would ignore you guys i want to hear from you and i will be um answering and listening to what you have to say And that brings us to the end of today's show. So thank you so, so much for listening to the Living Magically podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then please do show your support by subscribing and sharing on social media. If you want to get in touch, just pop on over to my blog, dsworldofwicca.co.uk, where you will find all of my social links. Also, you can leave me a voice message, which could even appear on the next episode. I always love to hear from you, so make sure that you do get in touch. I hope you have a brilliant week, and I'll speak soon. Blessed be. Yeah.